0: The Lord went through death and resurrection in order to be the way and also to open the way for us in him to go not to heaven, but to go into God.
1: Welcome to Life Study, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Life Study is a study of the Bible emphasizing life. Jesus said in John 6.63, The words I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. Life study is the fruit of over 70 years of ministry by Watchman nee and Witness Lee. Watchman nee began this ministry in China in the 1920s and continued it until his imprisonment and eventual martyrdom. Witness Lee brought this ministry to the United States in 1962. Before we join Witness Lee with today's Life Study of John, we would like to give you our toll free number through which you may obtain a free copy of today's message. That toll free number is 1 888 Life Study, 1 888 543 3788. With us in the studio once again is Ron Kangas. Ron has been an editor with Living Stream Ministry for over 20 years. Ron, today we're coming to a transition point in the Gospel of John between the two great
0: sections of this book. Could you give us a quick overview of the first section? The first section concerns Christ's coming through incarnation. The second section is about Jesus going through death and then coming in resurrection as the life-giving Spirit. In the first section, Christ, as the eternal word, came through incarnation to bring God into man in order to be life to us and our life supply. Then we see that he came, that he himself as life may meet every human need for the building up of God's dwelling place. We have numerous cases showing that Christ, as the divine life, meets every human need. Then in chapter 13, we have a great turning point in which the text tells us that the Lord Jesus knew that he had come from the Father and now was going to the Father. And this brings us to the opening of chapter 14, where the Lord begins to speak of his going and then of his coming, not to bring God into man, but to bring man into God for the building up of God's eternal abode. And now let's join Witness Lee.
2: If you do get into this book, you could see the revelation concerning Christ as life for the producing of the church is fully completed in those 13 chapters, but we couldn't know by what way the Lord could impart himself into us as life. He spent three and a half years with the disciples to uh, all the time help them to realize that his coming to mankind is to be life to the people. That the people may be regenerated with the divine life that they may become the house of God but how could this be carried out? How could he get into his disciples to be their life. He was talking concerning this thing, but he was only able to be with them, to be among them. He was unable to get into them. If you read chapter 13, you could see by that time or up to that time, The Lord told his disciples he was going. According to the natural concept, surely that meant the Lord was going to leave the disciples. They were not clear about it. You know, they were asking, where are you going? Where are you going? You know, if you read chapter 12, chapter 13, chapter 14, 15, 16, the Lord seemingly never told them clearly, definitely where he was going. I was a student of John for years. I cannot tell you how much time I spent just for this one point to find out actually where was Jesus going. I didn't find out. You study chapter 12, chapter 13, chapter 14. He never made it seemingly so clear. Actually, he made it very clear. Not clear to all concept. It was so clear in his own word. He said he was going to the Father. He never told us he was going to the heaven. I came forth... From the Father, now I go to my Father. This bothered the people. No one could understand what he was talking about. Going to the Father? Doesn't this mean that you are going back to heaven? Well, this is the understanding by the human concept. But the Lord Jesus never a minute
1: a minute. Ron, this portion at the end of chapter 13 and 14 is mysterious and much misunderstood. It seems like it was as perplexing to the disciples as to us. First of all, dealing with the Lord's going, what was the natural concept of the disciples and what is the divine revelation concerning this matter?
0: I'd like to pick up first on your use of the words Mysterious and misunderstood. It is actually a great mercy to realize or even to sense that this is a very mysterious portion of the word. And because it's mysterious, it transcends our natural concept and requires divine illumination for us to understand. And the word misunderstood reckons with the fact that to speak plainly, There has been a lot of just erroneous teaching and preaching about this passage. That kind of teaching and preaching may conform to tradition, but when weighed in the balance of the pure word of God, it's found wanting. Yes, the disciples were perplexed. The Lord suddenly speaks of going, and then he speaks of coming So, right away, the disciples want to know where he's going. This is their perplexity. And their perplexity is an expression of their natural concept. They might have had some idea that the Lord was leaving them physically, perhaps through death, and that he must then be going to some kind of place And we usually speak this way when someone passes away. We say they go to a place usually called heaven. So the basic problem here is that the disciples, who are our representatives, and we're no better than they are, were place-oriented rather than person-oriented. So one of the disciples said, we don't know where you're going. And how can we know the way that you're going? So they had two big problems. They did not know where the Lord was going, and they did not know the way he was taking to go there. This sets up the stage, so to speak, for the revelation. And the revelation concerns not place, but person. The Lord was going to a person, And he didn't say that he was going to heaven. He revealed he was going to a person, to the Father. And the way to the Father is actually the Lord himself. Then another um, brief word of explanation, then we'll be ready for the next section of the message, I feel. The Lord is unveiling to him how he was going and also how he was coming. The going was through death. The coming in this context was not his coming again at the end of this age. It was his coming in resurrection as the pneumatic Christ, as the life-giving spirit to get into the disciples so that he could become to them the way, not to a place, heaven, but the way to a person, the Father.
1: Let's rejoin Witness Lee.
0: You see here, the Lord said, verse
2: 4, And you know where I go. (laughs) And you know the way. Right way, Thomas would not let the Lord go. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. And how can we know the way? (laughs) There was an argument. The Lord said, you know where I'm going. And you know the way. Right away Thomas, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Then the Lord said to him, I am the way. If I were Thomas, I would say, what are you talking about, Lord and I'm the way, and something more, and the reality, and the life. Lord Jesus, the more you talk, the more you bring us into the forest. We are not clear about the way yet. Don't tell us something more. Don't mention something about reality. What is reality? And what is life? I'm the way the reality, and the life. What is this? And something more. No one comes to the Father except through me. Oh, is the Father the place where you go? Or the heavens? No one comes to the heaven except through me. That would be very clear. I think if the Lord Jesus would say in this way, every disciple would be clear. Now we know he's going to the heavens. Just because the Lord Jesus didn't say so. All the time, I go to the Father, I go to the Father, I go to the Father. If I were Thomas, I would say, Lord Jesus, where is the Father? Read verse 10. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? Where is the Father? The Father is in me. I go to the Father and I am in the Father already and the Father is in me. Yet I go to the Father. This really perplexing. Lord, please tell us plainly where are you going? But the Christian theologians gave a good answer. Where is the Father? The Father is in the heavens. When the Lord says he is going to the Father that means he is going to the heavens. If the thing is so simple it will never bother anyone. But It was not so simple. That was why none of the disciples by that time did know where the Lord was going. And this is also why so many of us reading John couldn't understand where he talks about. I'm going. And you know where I go. And the way you know, Thomas would not let him go. We don't know where you go, and we don't know the way. Well, I am the way, the reality, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Oh, you are going to the Father? Yes, I'm going to the Father. Where is the Father? Well, I'm in the Father, and the Father is in me.
1: Let's interrupt here, Ron. Now we have two mysteries to sort out. First, where was the Lord going? Second, what is the way to this destination?
0: To continue our fellowship on the matter of the place, or the where, and uh, the way, I believe it's becoming more and more clear through Brother Lee's exposition that according to John 14, the where is the Father. The Lord was trying, and I would say as the Spirit is still trying, to reveal to his believers that his goal in going was a person. We still think when we die, we go to a place that is heaven. The divine revelation is God's goal is to bring us into himself, the person. So the Lord was going to the Father in order to prepare the way for us in him to get into God the Father. i like actually to spend more time on the way into the Father as the destination. Almost any genuine believer knows John fourteen six, I am the way and the reality and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And this verse makes it unequivocally clear that only through the wonderful person of Christ can we be in the Father. But there's more to the way than this. The way is not only Christ in his person. It's Christ in his person with his death and resurrection. Death and resurrection are crucial here. Recall that the first section of the Gospel of John reveals Christ as the eternal Word being incarnated to bring God into man. I believe many brothers and sisters in the Lord can grasp this. We usually speak of receiving Christ into us. But what's crucial here is that we, in Christ, are being brought into God. In order for God to come into man, incarnation was required. In order for man to get into God, death and resurrection are required. Why? For a couple reasons. One is, it took the Lord's death on the cross to remove all the obstacles between us and God. The sin, the sins, the world, the flesh, God's enemy. So, he needed to die to clear away the barriers. Then, in resurrection, he is able, as the Spirit, to come into us and simultaneously to bring us into God. I believe, quite frankly, the reason many believers don't grasp this passage in its pure revelation is that there is so little genuine experience of Christ in his crucifixion and in his resurrection. We need to know and experience Christ in and as resurrection in order to be brought into God. We need to know him. We need to know his cross. We need to live a crucified life. We need to experience him as the resurrection life The more we do this, the more we realize a way is open for us in and through Christ to be in God the Father. So this is what's revealed here, that the Lord went through death and resurrection in order to be the way and also to open the way for us in him to go not to heaven but to go into God so that now we can have a mingled life with the triune God. Because on the one hand, Christ with the Father in him is in us. On the other hand, we in Christ are in the Father. This is the intrinsic revelation of John chapter 14, and it is indeed mysterious.
1: Let's rejoin Witness Lee.
0: There was no intention that the
2: Lord had to bring His believers from this one place to another place. Forget about this. It is not a matter of place, it is a matter of person. The Lord's intention was to bring His disciples into a divine person. We were born of Adam. We were in man, Adam. Not in God. Not in the divine person. But now the Lord's intention is to bring us into a divine person. Into the Father. Not into a place, but into a person. The divine person. But let me check with you. How could a sinner, a sinful people like you and me, get into God? How could a sinful person get into the righteous and the holy God? It's impossible. Do you believe that you could get into God? No. No. Then how could we sinners get into God? This was why, by that time, the Lord Jesus had to go. Not to go to the heavens, but to go to the cross. To take away sin, sins, the world, self, all the old man, your flesh, all the obstacles we know, got removed by the Lord's all-inclusive debt. Today in America you do have the highway, the freeway. Do you realise after the Lord being crucified and resurrected, Ma! There is a highway and a freeway prepared. Before he was crucified, there was rivers, mountains, hills, fall, forests, a lot of things, frustrating our going into the Father. But the Lord Jesus, by his death, cut the way and prepared the way. How could you sinner have a place in God? There's no place for you. But by the Lord's death and resurrection, he has not only opened the way, but also prepared a standing before God and in God for you. And this is why the Lord said, I go to prepare a place. Hallelujah. Through the Son's death and resurrection, we all got into the Father. Now the Son is in the Father, and we are also in the
0: Father.
1: Ron, this is really a wonderful revelation of Christ going. We have the destination being God the Father, and the way, being Christ the Son, and the place, not a heavenly mansion, but the righteous standing he made for us. Here, there is a lot of misunderstanding.
0: A great misunderstanding. The verse is wonderful, John 14, 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you. So we have actually a mystery almost in every word. I go, what does that mean? Prepare, what does that mean? A place, what does that mean? Go, we have pointed out, is to enter into death by crucifixion. He had to go by dying. Here, go means to die, his redemptive death. Now, prepare and place it may be helpful to take them in reverse order. The place, according to John 14, and this may come as a great surprise to many, actually it was to me a long time ago, the place is not a heavenly mansion. The place is a standing in God. And that standing in God, in and through Christ, becomes our standing in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, which is the body of Christ. So we need to face the fact that contrary to the traditional reading of these verses, the place is not a mansion in heaven. The place is a standing in God, So that through the redemptive death of Christ, we say it reverently, God's being is open to us. We can enter into the righteous, holy, glorious God and peacefully dwell in him. Even the thought of dwelling in God is an Old Testament idea. The psalmist said, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. So the place is our standing in God. How did the Lord prepare it? Not by doing anything physical. He may have worked as a carpenter. He did work as a carpenter on the earth. But he's not a carpenter in the heavens trying to build up something for us there. He prepared the standing in God through his death and resurrection. His death on the cross and his life-imparting resurrection were a tremendous act of preparation. Through this work of preparation, the place in God, that is a standing in God, was opened up for us. So now, what do we have in light of this revelation? Not an abode in the heavens, not a mansion. Where you dwell in your mansion, I dwell in my mansion. But every one of us as believers in Christ has a standing through Christ and in Christ in God the Father. The Father receives us into himself and into his house, which is really himself in Christ. And when we see this and when we Appropriate this. We have the sense, I'm so much at peace, I'm so much at rest, because right now, in Christ, I am in God. I am in the place, the beloved Son prepared for me through his death and resurrection. Praise and thank him. Thank him for preparing a place for us in the Father.
1: Amen. Thank you, Ron. If you would like a free copy of today's life study message and a gift copy of the Stream magazine, call toll-free at one life study That's 1-888-543-3788. Or write us at Living Stream Ministry, PO Box 2121, Anaheim, California 92814, or visit us at our website www.lsm.org In addition, books by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee can be obtained through your local Christian bookstore. Our number again is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY Join us again next week and every week for another Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. Thank you for listening.